Welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. If you're here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This podcast is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who are drawn to be here with us. I'm Beth and I'm your host. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you're instructed on an airplane to put on your own oxygen mask before helping others, we believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. And at the beginning of every episode, we're going to take that metaphor and turn it into a concrete practice. Pausing just a few times every day to quiet our busy minds and breathe into our bellies provides stress-reducing neurochemicals. With practice over time, we actually build pathways in our brain that help reduce our stress response. So even if you hit play on this podcast ready to enter multitasking mode, please take a moment of pause for yourself. Close your eyes and bring your attention to your feet as they contact the surface beneath them, rooting you to this place, this moment. Roll your shoulders back and let them settle in a strong, relaxed posture. Take a belly breath in through your nose. Feel the sensation of air at the rims of your nostrils, curling through the back of your throat. Exhale slowly, noticing your chest fall and your belly soften. Draw another deep breath in. Envision cool air swirling up to your forehead, around and even inside your skull. Exhale, letting the cool air flow down the back of your neck, across and inside your shoulders and down your back. Bring your attention to your face as you take a final cleansing breath in. Notice your temples, eyebrows, and jaw. Whatever you find there, let it be. At the top of your in-breath, bend your elbows and softly place your hands on your hips. Exhale slowly, perhaps letting a smile curl the corners of your mouth. Hold this posture for a few seconds as you open your eyes. Again, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. We're continuing our conversation from the last episode where we're thinking about summer and our resources and our time with our kids just a little bit differently. And I'm here with Shannon Andreessen, and we're um, bringing up some of the tools around charting the life course, which I mentioned in the previous episode. Um, It's a set of principles, frameworks, and tools from the University of Missouri. Um, And if you want to know more about um, charting the life course, we've got some things in the show notes. Um, All of the things that we talk about, the specific handouts and tools today will be there, as well as a previous episode of the podcast that I did with Jamie O'Connor of Family Voices of Minnesota. But for today, let's just dive in with um, two of the tools that are part of the life course, the Integrated Support Star and the one-page profile. The support star piece um, is what I have here. I'm looking at the one that Lucas filled out for me. If I had one for my daughter, this would look so different. Mm -hmm. And I should actually have one for myself, especially thinking about transitions, like what are my, what fills my bucket, right? Yeah, I found that really helpful to fill it out for myself. 
because I think too, then you get an idea like, and if you're doing this with your kids, it's not as big of a deal, but if you're, we, we ask people to be really vulnerable with Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really illuminating to do it for yourself because then you realize just how um, vulnerable someone has to be to share these things Mm -hmm. with you. And even your kid, like I have teenagers now, they are not going to be vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. Like, so I need to be willing to do that myself Mm -hmm. in order to elicit that response from them. Mm -hmm. And so starting off with yourself is I think a really um, powerful way to, to begin to use these tools. Yeah. So this star is like a five pointed star and each point has a different color to it and so relationships is purple my son's got mostly neighbors and family and my daughter for that neighbors would be written like gigantic because Mm -hmm. she's out running around all the time and so if we traced this and then personal strength and assets my son loves to just tinker build do coding and that is part of like what what fills him up and what he needs to feel good um, about how he's he spent his time community-based would be like our summer programs, the more formal things we sign up for. And anyway, so I was thinking if I put this so support star, one for my, each kid into this schedule piece, I think my daughter would have a ton more in like relationships and community. She would like mm-hmm. to be out and, and, and my son would be, so if it was like color-coded, his would be blue and pink. So technology and his personal strengths and interest areas, a ton of his day would look like that. And, and it's these kind of relationships and community-based things that feel like more of a a skills growth area. Like we can, you know, go check in on a neighbor and see if so-and-so is home. He doesn't like to do that because it's uncertain and it's a transition. So he needs more support in that area. I think too, taking that star and I like, how you were talking about having everyone in the family fill it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I would imagine that a great way to think about summers, because you're all going to kind of be in the same space Mm -hmm. um, at the same time is overlapping those and seeing where they overlap and things um, kind of gel. And then, you know, I would imagine that because you see the community piece as a stretch area for your kid, but Mm -hmm. a strength for your other kid, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. the ways in which that can overlap Mm -hmm. where your one child who's much more connected and, you know, social could maybe take the lead Mm -hmm. on that. And that would be filling her bucket. That's a good point. Yeah. And also allowing your other kid to kind of stretch into that mm-hmm. a little bit and be like, okay, yeah, I can do this because um, my sibling is, is taking the lead mm-hmm. and I can just hang back a little bit right. or yeah, just finding places where that can be a place that they meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's finding the resources that exist within your family. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's not really, just about scheduling it. Right. It's a right lifelong. Yeah, it's resource. about really, you know, pulling that out mm-hmm. and also like seeing that 
it's not just about being busy. It's about fostering connections mm-hmm. and relationships and building up um, capacity within your family or even your neighborhood mm-hmm. to be a support and a, connect, a touch point. Yeah. I think it's really important to acknowledge that supports for families are have always been well for families of kids with special needs have always been really difficult to access and that just shifting your mindset a little bit can help with that um, feeling like there isn't a place for your family or your child like one of one of the things that I found really helpful when my kiddos were younger was to just to use their passions, their special interests as a hook into community. And, you know, like my kid just really liked cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so using that as a place for us to, to zero in on, because a lot of times when our kids are involved in their passion area, um, they have a lot less struggle with social mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And so if you can really, again, like use your child as a support and a resource and a place where you can find a lot of really great nuggets. And I think the star really helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that can open up a lot of possibilities to you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's also, I'll put a, in the show notes, a one page profile of just, and I've shared it in other ways, I think on a podcast and, and stuff, but just kind of what I'm good at, what I like, how to support me best, I think are the three categories. Mm-hmm. And it's just really a great description that should come in conversation with you and your kid. Like, I've noticed this. Would you say that's one of your strengths too? Or, um, and you fill it out and it's sort of one way to literally put your kid out in front and and Mm -hmm. help them be seen in front Mm -hmm. of, say, maybe you have temporary like summer program staff at a park or something. You can I've, that's how I've used a document like that in the past is like, Hey, this is Lucas. He's got autism and he's really interested in such and such. He might need help around these things. And then give them a little handout of all that stuff consolidated. And it's just kind of a, a nuanced introduction to your kid um, that feels strengths based and something Mm -hmm. that your kid feels comfortable putting out there and sharing with others. And, and it helps just keep that person as part of the focus uh, instead of the system where this is how we do things here, or this is how we've typically run this program or whatever, like Mm -hmm. it helps you say, okay, so if this is who's in the room, then how could we use that? How could we use a kid who's awesome at math and is pretty good paired up with peers? Like Mm -hmm. then, you know what I mean? Like that's how those things have evolved over time. So yeah, I know one summer I signed my kid up for a, a coding camp and it was the first time they had run the camp at this particular site. Mm-hmm. And because my kid walked into that camp with a lot of knowledge and skills and just 
who they are. <laughs> um, they ended up, and this was at a place where they just got autism. It wasn't their specialty, but they just got it. Mm -hmm. But because of the nature of the camp, my kid ended up not necessarily doing the stuff that the other kids were doing, but mm -hmm. like working out all the bugs in their programming. Yeah. Oh, cool. And every time I would go to to pick them up, the instructor would be like, oh my God. We needed like, your child here today. <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah. They found like four bugs and fixed oh, them. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Things like that, like if the if the program is flexible and your your kid is allowed to shine, yeah. it just and then they make friends, mm, yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. there are other kids with that interest too, mm -hmm. and they see the way that your kid is just amazing, and mm -hmm. they want to be around that too. And I think like with mm. the profile piece, that becomes super important because it. Like one of the things that I would maybe change about that is maybe not talk about ways that I need support, but like easy ways to connect with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because where, how do we really, when do we really feel supported? Mm -hmm. It's when there's connection. Yeah. And um, I think that that is what happens if you follow like, passions and special interests mm -hmm. and areas of genius mm -hmm. um and we all have them mm -hmm. right <laughs> and talking with your kid and sitting with your kid and doing these tools or even just observing them can mm -hmm. really allow you to find out what is that area of genius mm -hmm. and then and then and then follow go it. there yeah, run yeah, with it exactly yeah. you know even if it's you know not something that you think is as amazing as coding or, mm -hmm. or whatever but it could just be something really simple yeah and, or it doesn't have a programmatic sort of title but right is as an interest area and a consistent sort of draw for them right yeah so yeah, the idea is I we're I feel like with these things, the more kind of stories, like we've told some stories here today, helps emphasize sort of the possibility. But really, the key is to just grab it and just start jotting things down. Start you'll start noticing things that you hadn't noticed before. Or mm -hmm. for us, it's going to be conversations over several weeks of time on this whole what's a good learning environment or learning experience. Yeah. So just get get started with one that feels encouraging and hopeful. So I just want to acknowledge as well this podcast is uh, episode is funded by a grant from the Minnesota Department of Human Services to communities engaging autism. And don't miss the show notes where we'll have lots of these resources. Well, thank you, Shannon, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for fun. Yeah, this is cool. All right, go forth and wrap up the school year. Yeah, and <laughs> happy summer. So we invite you to carry some of what you heard today into your day-to-day. -day. Did you find kernels of joy or reassurance? Where did you feel some resistance? Let us know so we can learn and grow together. You can comment and subscribe to the podcast at Communities Engaging Autism's website, www.ceaforautism.org. Share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections. 
And above all, please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others.